Welcome to the Elemental Awakening. All right, welcome everyone. I'm G. This is a good friend of mine, Tim. Finally nailed this guy down to to have a chat. It happened at a weekend up at his cottage. And a year ago, we were here and had a men's group retreat. It was an amazing experience. He invited me back, so I'm here. And I thought I'm an opportunist. Now I can grab him to, for 20 minutes of his time and share a bit of his story with you. Just want to welcome Tim to the Elemental Awakening. Thanks, bro. Pumped to be here at my cottage on the Elemental Awakening podcast. No better place. <laughs> so me and Tim have known each other for quite a while, a few mutual friends. Um, he's a great guy, and we're going to talk a bit about his journey into well, a few different things. Um, mainly his entrepreneurial journey into health, in the health food market and his, and his bone broth line. Mm. Um, so Tim, I guess just to start, a little bit of the backstory, like who is Tim and how did he get into being an entrepreneur and selling mm. the world's greatest bone broth? Yeah. Um, yeah, backstory, I guess, would be pretty much around like 2012 or so. I was, you know, starting to get into paleo, eating well, um, you know, read a book around, read a book called It Starts With Food, and that was all about like the Whole30 diet and all that. And one of the things they said in the book was like, you know, if you're going to eat good quality foods, like, and you can only really afford like, you know, one part of your diet to be good like high quality like make sure it's the meat so that's when I was like okay I I'm gonna go get good quality meat and and that's when I started to just call basically every farmer that was around the Toronto area within like a two-hour radius and pretty much sourced around like 20-30 farmers and a lot of them were like sold out a lot of them were like oh we're not harvesting until you know, whatever and then you know finally found one that was like yeah we can sell you some beef and uh so i bought like you know half a cow from them like i drove there Straight talked up, to the guy yeah like half cow yeah like 100 percent grass-fed you know you see the cows you see the farmer you, and like something something clicked for me there it was just like, it was like very obvious to me that like man this is such a great way to get your food you know this is such a like this makes sense to me that you go somewhere to the, you go and meet the person who's like harvesting the food and is really connected to the food to get your food, you know? And, uh, and, and then, you know, I started to like, there's just something dehumanizing about getting your food from a grocery store, you know? So this was like a really cool experience and it started to lead me down the path of eating well, um, moving my body, like really just living this more healthy lifestyle. Um, did you have any health conditions that led you to want to get healthier meat or like to get healthier? Was yeah, there not specifically, or you just wanted to be stronger and perform better? Like not consciously, honestly, but like looking back after a few years, I was like, man, I had some crazy digestive issues growing up. Like I would have to run to the washroom. I would, I would even shit my pants sometimes like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't share that with a lot of people, but <laughs> well, I'll share it here. <laughs> it's a safe space. I appreciate the vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, it was, it was wild. Like I, and you know, my parents didn't think it was a big deal. Cause it was just like, Oh, this is just how, this is what happens. You know, like mm -hmm. this is just whatever. And you know, I, I didn't eat great growing up like McDonald's a lot and stuff like that. And, um, so anyway, that, that started to lead me to, towards, you know, eating a lot healthier, sourcing good quality meat, seeing how, you know, the difference between good quality meat and sourcing from a local farm and conventional meat, particularly beef was like pretty disgusting. Is it like, so I'm a vegetarian. I yeah. remember eating meat, but probably yeah. not enough to like know the difference between like grass fed versus organic versus yeah. conventional, like triple A cuts or whatever they try to right. sell you in the marketing. Yeah. Was it like a taste thing? Was it like the way you felt and digested it or all of the above? 
to be honest, initially it was like obviously it, it tastes different. It definitely tastes different. There's like more of a gamier taste than grass-fed beef and stuff like that. But it was mostly just a health thing and like a consciously like a just a conscious thing where I'm just like I don't like I know what's going on in these other farms and it's pretty disgusting, and that's not the kind of energy I want to take in. You know, so it was more along the lines of that. Yeah, I remember before going vegetarian, I started watching some of these documentaries where they sort of have a little expose on what goes yeah. on and. And for me, it was quite um, eye-opening because I think most people have no connection to their food yeah. where it's like the totally. grocery stores where the food is, comes from, it's like totally. magically appears there. Yeah. And that's sort of what got me into gardening as well. And, and nice, there definitely yeah. is a connection. Like when you grow your own food and you eat mm. it, it's like mm. almost magical in a way. And I see how you say like having a relationship with a farmer, obviously everyone can't grow cows in their, yeah. in their backyards, but I can see how that can sort of really impact the, yeah. your perception towards food. Yeah, but even even like vegetables, you know, it's like you're Italian, but one of my best friends growing up is Italian, and uh, his no-no lives close to my parents' place, and so I was able, I was, I've been going there like a couple times in the last month or so, and dude, it's just like I just get so much joy of being joy. able to see yeah. this, you know, this backyard full of like lush gardens that's what i feel in the morning i wake up as part of my routine i just go check talk to my tomato plants yeah yeah my neighbors probably think i'm crazy totally well actually my neighbors are Italian, so they understand they're probably doing the same thing (laughs) right right. (laughs) but then also the no-no who's like 80 and the guy's like my grandpa lives in 95 and you're still working in the garden yeah it's like i don't know it's got to be a combination of the food and the passion for it it helps you to live longer but yeah Mm -hmm. definitely a lot there and it's crazy how like we've come so far that most people have no connection yeah like A lot of the population has never grown something that they've grown and eaten. Totally. Right? Like, totally, yeah. Like, and I felt there was something missing, and I wanted to sort of experience that myself. For sure. Also, having a good role model like my grandfather. But Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so sorry, we sidetracked a bit yeah, there. Yeah. So you start eating the, the healthier meat, and yeah. you, you I, feel this connection. And yeah. when did it shift <clears throat> into, into, like... Bone broth? Like a business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... So, so yeah, it wasn't right away where I discovered bone broth and kind of, like, the, the healing benefits around it. It was more, I would say that was closer to like 2015. Yeah, about 2014, 2015, I was like traveling the world. Um, I was Burning in, Man. Uh, yeah, Burning Man, almost, yeah, around that time. But I was actually at a, a, a movement camp um, that was taught by a movement teacher uh, named Ido Portal. I've, I've interviewed him before, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a brilliant guy. Brilliant guy, yeah. Incredible teacher. And yeah, we were in thailand i remember and some of his like closer students um you know they would talk to him more about diet and so he wouldn't talk about diet to anyone other than his like super close students so i would like you know ask them ask some of them like how do you guys eat you know like what's like what's what's your diet like and one of the guys was telling me like he was just eating organ meats and bone broth for his like animal proteins and i was like really like why not like why why no muscle meat i don't understand He's like, yeah, it's just like there's there's some research that shows like there's inflammatory, whatever. Like that, it was his perspective on it, and and so he was just eating organ meats and broth. And I was like, that's so extreme. Like I'm the second I went home, I tried it. I'm like, I'm just gonna try this. Like why not? I know organ meats like have a lot of nutrients in them and stuff too. So so I and also <clears throat> they can collect a lot of like uh, antibiotics, pesticides yeah. if you if you're not going to the organic. Route, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. If so you're gonna be sh- careful. Yeah, if you're yeah. just getting like conventional like totally. chicken liver. Like, totally. You gotta be careful because oh, it man. concentrates. It's like the worst. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just letting you guys know in case you want to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Go grass-fed organic. So so yeah. At that time, I went home and I was just like, you know, I had I ordered like I had a half count basically in my freezer, so I had like tons of bones that I wasn't using. 
So I started cooking bone broth and honestly, man, immediately I just started feeling these like incredible benefits around consuming bone broth every day. Like I just, every time I would have, I would have a cup in the morning, every morning from the start, I'd feel this like energy that I just don't feel in the morning. I'd usually be waking up pretty groggy. Um, so that was like one of the major things and my sleeps were actually getting better too. Cause I would have a cup in the morning and then another one at night before like around dinner time. And it just was like super satiating. So I wasn't, so actually I was diminished, like I was decreasing the amount of muscle meat I was eating. Like in that time I wasn't eating any muscle meat. And I realized like I was eating too much muscle meat. Like I was, yeah. like, like I'm a vegetarian, but I think in yeah. general, most people eat yeah. meat two to three times a day. Like it's uh -huh. gotta be too much. You know, I look back yeah. at like ancestors, like my grandparents in Italy that were yeah. poor. Yeah, no, I, I feel you, man. That, that's one of the things I've changed with my own diet and habits of eating over the years is when I was ordering the meat from the start, I was having meat like twice a day, sometimes three times a day. And I just realized like, man, this is, this is too much. A lot to digest. Yeah. And when I, and when I discovered bone broth too, it was really nice. Cause it was like, you know, something that was a lot easier on the digestive system. So now like I'll, I'll have meat like once a day max, but even I try to limit it to like, you know, three times a week now or something like that. It it's, still makes me feel really good, but um, yeah, but if I, I know when it's like too much, you know, and my portions are much smaller too. Yeah. So you're feeling great. You're drinking yeah. bone broth. And then like one day Tim's like, I'm going to start yeah. a bone broth company. Well, well, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and like, you know, I was working with my dad at the time in real estate. I knew this isn't what I wanted to do. I wasn't really fulfilled in that. And actually a buddy of mine came to me and said like, Hey, he had just started a food business a year ago and it was like a paleo sauces thing. And he's like, Hey man, I want to pivot into bone broth. He's like, uh, do you want to do this with me? I was like, uh, yeah, I just came back from Thailand and this guy was telling me all the amazing benefits of bone broth. I just started drinking it. Fuck yeah, I do. And it, you know, we started doing research. It was 2015, started doing research. It's like, no one's fucking doing this. There's like one company in the States. There's like one company in Western Canada and like no one's doing a good quality broth. And so we were like, let's do this, you know? And so we started working on like a business plan. We didn't have any money. We tried to raise some money. No one would give us money. She loved that. Yeah, I actually, so then I went to Burning Man in 2015 for the first time. And then coming back from Burning Man, I'm like, blo my mind's blown because it's Burning Man yeah. for the first time. And he, and the guy who I started the business with calls me and he's like, hey man, uh, I'm done with Broya. Um, I'm moving back to Hong Kong. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? So I'm just, so I had a big decision to like keep going with the business. And I ended up doing that. I ended up raising like 50 grand, like just to get the thing, the ball rolling pretty much, you know, like I would tell my parents and people about this idea and they'd think I was crazy. And, and I just did it, man. I just went for it because I had no background in CPG or food or anything like that. I had to learn everything from food science to sourcing to I remember you know, I remember yeah. you coming by back you know I also have uh, food sales experience right. in my yeah. life and I remember him coming by and like telling me about the product and yeah I remember around that time it's probably around 2016 because yeah. around when I met Mike exactly yeah. yeah 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 came by and we were talking about potentially working, working together, together right yeah. yeah and I was like still too early I was still trying to figure out the recipe and all that stuff and but yeah and that's that's really what got me going because I was like I think this is a good like to me I'm like this this product makes me feel like incredible and like literally nobody knows about this right now um and so that was like a big reason why i wanted to bring it to the world because 
yeah, it just, and there were a lot of broths out there or like bone broths or like the ones you see in the Tetra pack and stuff. And they were just, they were bullshit to yeah. be honest. Like they're not real. They're not even made with real bone sometimes. And it's just this big farce really that's like going on in this, in this bone broth category. The food industry has a lot of yeah, interesting yeah, exactly. dynamics yeah. to it where people are like trying to cut corners or totally. over market things to make them like, Hey, like this is mm -hmm. healthy and exactly. put a green label on it and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of food scientists out there that try to like yeah. make things taste like this or mm -hmm. feel like that. So yeah, totally, totally, man. Yeah. So, okay. So so then then you had a launch and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it. I mean it was 2016, like late 2016 when I finally had a product that I was confident to go into the market with. So I launched in like some local grocery stores in Toronto, and then yeah, by like the the year after like Whole Foods. I presented to Whole Foods in Canada. They were interested. I had like, I like met Whole Foods and the Whole Foods buyer told a couple distributors that they wanted to carry my product and like two distributors called me on the same day. <laughs> there we they're go. like, hey, uh, Rob from Whole Foods is uh, wanting your product. We need to basically do what he says, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and I'm like, great. So now I got two distributors. <laughs> uh, and so the business yeah. started growing from there. Yeah, I started growing from there. Yeah, and then, you know, like a lot of ups and downs from that point on. So like, I know like, the whole entrepreneurial lifestyle yeah. is very attractive these days. It's like the new yeah. like celebrity rock star type thing. Yeah. You got the Elon Musks of the world and yeah. like all these people that are like just really living these these crazy mm -hmm. lives. So a lot of people want to get into it. Mm -hmm. But what are some of like the challenges? Because it's not all right. exciting. I think right. like books will be written on like you know the spiritual growth aspect of being an entrepreneur and like yeah. the challenges it presents to you and brings you down to the depth of like really having to like totally. question yourself and like totally self-worth and making decisions that yeah. may affect your product and the people mm -hmm. that consume it and mm -hmm. so what were some of the, the challenges that, yeah. that that stood out like were like turning points yeah. i remember a few times you were like i don't know what to do and yeah. like there were many times where i almost shut it down for sure i mean one of the big things i realized early and like the thing i love about entrepreneurship is like you can't hide from yourself mm -hmm. you know like whatever like whatever you're dealing with inside is going to come out into the business world because you, it's your responsibility. You're, like, you're the last line of de defense here. If something goes wrong, it's your fault, mm -hmm. you know, or it's your responsibility to, to take care of it and find a solution. So one of the big things I realized early on was how little confidence I had in actually, you know, creating something that people would actually pay for. Mm. You know, I noticed like very early on, I'm like, I would be at like a trade show and someone would buy like, you know, a bottle. They'd be like, this is good. They buy a bottle and I'm like, holy fuck, seriously? Like they, these guys are spending 10 bucks on a bottle. I'm like someone just paid me $10 to like for something I just created in a kitchen, you know, like that, like, I didn't even, I ha it was an idea two months ago, you know? Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Like I find too that, um, there's two interesting things I've noticed about one thing is like the way you sort of, um, the way you are, you start attracting that type of customer to you. Yeah. Um, so like someone who's like really cheap, doesn't want to pay for things totally. and like complains a lot. And then you start attracting those kind of people into your business. Totally. Um, so I find, find that super interesting. Oh, there's another point I wanted to make as well. Yeah. But that's um, a good point because that is something that I fell into a trap with. And like my margins were just going smaller and smaller and smaller because like really inside I was like, I don't know if this product's actually worth that much which actually is the message of me being like, I actually don't know if I'm worth that much, uh, you know? Exactly. And so recently, like in the last year, 
And actually, Shane was a Shane who's right there. He's gonna be Shane in a few yeah. minutes. <laughs> who's selling the most high-priced product? Because <laughs> it's good per shit. milliliter in the marketplace. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. He, the liquid gold. I mean, it was a big, big part of what he taught me. It was just like, man, fuck that. Like, look at what you're doing. Like, that product's worth so much. Mm -hmm. And like, no matter what, you're always gonna get someone who's gonna complain about the price. Like, it's just that's just the, the nature law. Of the market. Yeah. The, yeah, the law of the market, you know. And so yeah, and a year ago, I I raised all my prices. And I was like, if I'm actually gonna make money, like I gotta raise my prices. <laughs> yeah, like I need to actually hit this margin. And like I can't sacrifice that. So I did it and I was like expecting sales to go down, but nothing changed. You know, like people were still buying it. And your profit margins just Yeah, my up. profit margin jumped up. Yeah. So was, I think it's a really good point to, you know, raise. Yeah. It's just a lot of the times in your head things are a lot different than they are in reality. Yeah. So there's this fear that comes up that holds you back in business, but it's the same fear that holds you back in life. Yeah. You know, taking that taking that jump or like totally. putting yourself out there or taking a chance. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to fail this fear of all this stuff. Meanwhile, it's like a hundred X in your head. In reality, mm. it's like mm. nothing really. Totally. Totally. And I guess my question we just answered that I remembered was, you know, like a lot of times in business, a simple change in perception mm. that the entrepreneur, the owner has will shift the entire business without anything really changing in the right. real world. Exactly. It's just the way you perceive yourself in the business. Right. You know, like for me with elemental, you know, in the beginning, when you know it was slow, we we're just starting. We have Flow Studio, and you know I was attracting these people who were like trying to cut corners—not cut corners, but save money. Because I was just really looking at my costs and like yeah. just really worrying yeah. all the time. So like people who were worried about their finances coming in. And then I was like, okay, if this is gonna work, this is gonna change. Like yeah. the energy I'm giving off is just nervous and scared, and I just want to make sure that everyone that comes in here, I'm just gonna treat them like, yeah. like, like they're the most important person in the world because they are when they right. come in here. Right. And I'm just gonna show them the best service possible and. Uh, if the business fails, I don't even care. Right, right. Yeah. And immediately when I made that decision to show up differently, like the whole business shifted. Yeah, the energy yeah, that yeah. I brought into the company and that I was attracting was just right. like total difference. And I guess that's probably the aha moment that you just described yeah. with like raising your prices. Totally. Just like, totally. hey, let's let's make a shift here because we're worth it. Yeah. Because exactly. you know, I believe in this. And, exactly. Yeah. And that's the belief, I think, is the most important. Believing in yourself or believing yeah. in your product. Yeah. And that's why it's sometimes hard to sell something you don't believe in. 100%. Right? Yeah. Like your partner probably flew to Hong Kong. Yeah. Didn't believe. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. He was really just going after an opportunity, you know, and, and that, man, that's one thing that, again, like Shane and I were talking about earlier actually was like, you know, we have a, as an entrepreneur, you have a few shots because you, and, and so like, and so like when you decide to do something as an entrepreneur, when you decide to like take on a business, like you're giving that thing a shot for like two to three years. At least. I would say even limited shots. Right. But if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're wasting a lot of time. Because a lot of those... Because yeah. for me before, it was like, can I make money doing that? I right. try it. Right. Because I, I, I thought it was, it was all about making money. Mm -hmm. But what people don't realize, or maybe some of them do, is like what you do for a living. It's like you're going to spend a majority of your life doing it. Yeah. That's like your life. Totally. So like if you're doing something you hate and it makes a lot of money, yeah. like you're really sort of like giving something up for something else. Totally. I mean, you realize that money's not going to make you happy, which I realized mm -hmm. years ago as well. Yeah. Um, you start thinking like, why am I even doing this in the first place then? Right, right. To make money that's not making me happy, <laughs> wasting my time doing something I hate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's totally exact man. realization. Yeah. 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 Oh, amazing. So, so what's next for Broya? Like what, yeah. where, where are you now? What's, what's the vision? I know you're looking yeah. at maybe raising some funds to expand. Yeah. What's, so focusing pretty much 100% on e-commerce. Um, and like we're right now we're in the- Let's talk a bit about then the food business. It's yeah. always been a challenge for yeah. a lot of food, yeah. especially, you know, like startups healthy because the food mm -hmm. cost gets a bit expensive. Like yeah. how's that been for you transitioning into more yeah. online, especially yeah. now during COVID, I guess. Yeah. So I'm, I'm lucky that like 
yeah, a lot of food businesses, e-commerce is not a good play. Um, and, and actually like a lot of people probably focusing on e-commerce as food businesses don't even know that, but they think it's just the right thing to do right now. Mm -hmm. But really the reason it's a good play for bone broth and for Broya is because people, when people buy bone broth, they're buying like 12 bottles. So the, so one of the biggest things is like, you need to have a good average order value online. Mm. So our average order value online is like 80 to 90 bucks in order. So now, okay, shipping makes sense. Now with product costs, like yeah, there's margin. would not make sense. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, exactly. And we don't even like advertise that or even offer that. Like we're gonna be sense, even yeah. taking that off, you know? So, and like, and then eventually, you know, it's- Do you guys offer any subscriptions? Like, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. So yeah, so exactly. So it's like a whole ecosystem with like, you know, invest, investing in the Healthy Facebook Healthy lifestyle, yeah. invest in yourself, yeah, yeah. get Broya, yeah. get shoulders and biceps like Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and a great style as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. So, so that's um, fun, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to keep this episode a bit short, just right. talking about the business aspect. Tim's a very dynamic guy. He's into things like IFS. Um, he was an avid burner, at least now I don't know what's happening with that, yeah, yeah. with COVID. Um, so I definitely want to follow up on a separate podcast and dive deeper into like the IFS and some of that cool. kind of stuff. Um, but is there anything you'd say to like someone starting up in um, like a healthy food business that you wish someone would have told you when you were starting? Like any, any words of advice that hmm. um, you think would have been helpful that you've learned over the last five years? five years uh yeah i mean what i would tell someone who's like just starting a food business like really like I w what i wish someone told me was like really around numbers you know mm -hmm. and really understanding like what it takes to actually start a business like what my costs really are what the retailer is going to take what the distributor is going to take or if you go e-commerce it's like you know what's your cost per acquisition per person you know so not, nothing like super deep or spiritual but just like understand logical the you know how they, yeah you know why yeah. people and realistic yeah, my mother yeah. makes an amazing lasagna i think i could sell it yeah oh. right yeah yeah it's, it's a lot it's of like, questions that oh. go into that yeah like, i get a fucking like i'm just like, i get like stressed when i think about that it's like you know like oh, wow yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool yeah so that's great advice and I, I agree with that it's like just really before starting the business understand all the cost structures and yeah. and I guess pick what your avenue is going to be is, do you want to focus on online you want to focus True. on retail do you want to focus on like food service if, yeah. if in the food business there's so many different avenues so you can many. play in yeah. some people try to hit all at once I yeah. would say like focus on one establish yourself and then exactly. see if you can spread yeah. further Fo so focus on one sales channel whether that's like retail or e-commerce and then like if you choose let's say e-commerce focus on one marketing channel Facebook ads, that's it, you know, like, and, yeah, you know, and so, down. and get very like focused on your business model and your structure and what you're going to be good at because you can't be good at everything, you know? You know, the first time you went on Facebook, do you ever think like one day I'm going to be selling food on through Facebook <laughs> yeah, ads? Yeah, right? It's yeah. so crazy. <laughs> I know, right? The world is changing quickly. <laughs> um, so where can people find Broya if they want to check yeah. it out or uh, try 12 bottles? You're shipping to the U.S.? Nah, in by January we will be. January yeah. 2021, cool. Yeah, so uh, com. B-R-O-Y-A living.com. Yeah. You can cool. find us there. And, and uh, you guys on Instagram or any social? Yeah, bro at Broya Living. Yeah. And yeah. I answer all emails, all Facebook messages. It's still me, just like one man show with like a few subcontractor kind of people. And 
but uh, yeah. Awesome. So Tim's a great guy. Check him out. Support him. Try the the, the bone broth. I, I'll be honest. I have not tried it because I'm yeah. vegetarian, but That's I've right. seen the look on people's faces at trade shows. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel confident enough to say that it looks like they're really enjoying it or they're just really nice people. But yeah. I'm going to go with the previous things. That it's a great product. And I, I know a lot of people that really, really stand behind it and support it. So yes. check him out and, and send him an email, pressure him to make some sort of medicinal mushroom, mm. vegetarian <laughs> bone broth, because I, I, I need that. <laughs> thanks, nice. brother. Thanks, Great bro. to see you. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, if you like what you hear, please share it. Thank you for subscribing, liking the channel. Hit that notification button so you get cool videos from us when we do them.